Fighters, welcome to the show. It's a special vacation episode. Uh, it's not the normal basement show that we do streaming in the basement. Uh, we will return, but we're taking a break from recording so that um, I can wake up before 10 o'clock some days during the week, most days of the week. Uh, I can get on a regular schedule, try that out. That'll be my vacation is having a standard morning routine. Um, but thanks for listening to the show. I hope you have enjoyed all of the the special editions that you've gotten so far. This is a classic in podcasting. The Q&A. Q&A. Right? People want to know. They like the A. They like the Q and we like the A. You know what I mean? I'm an A. I'm an A yeah. guy. Can't, I can't hide it. I got, yeah. I got an A for everything. Yeah. I mean, you know why the Q&A is good? First, it lets the listeners decide the show, okay, which I think is good. Secondly, it also um, can be evergreen. It doesn't take place at any particular time, which is why it's good for a vacation show. It comes out like three weeks, you know? Yep. So, yeah, there's a, I got a story. Really depressing story. Uh, uh, I, I feel bad. I feel like I got to confess. An evergreen depressing story. Yeah, I feel like I gotta com- confess right away. Okay, because my wife probably won't listen to this one. I would imagine. So, uh, I have an alarm for kratom. Right? It's not an alarm where it's where I take kratom on the alarm. It is to show me how long it's been since I've had it, so I don't. Because you know, sometimes you're like, "Damn, I want to take that shit again." Right? <laughs> and then you throw up. Yeah. So I always set it for five hours and, you know, you wait five hours, you do it. Um, I don't know why, but I took some, a little red strain before I went to bed last night. Cause I've, I've got this whole thing going on with like Benadryl and a whole rash thing going on. I just got a whole, I'm a mess right now. So I drink some red Kratom. I lay down to read a book. I set my Kratom alarm. About 3.30 in the morning last night, my Kratom alarm went off. Oh. And then I started fucking nudging Katie. Like, your fucking alarm's going off. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. You did it. I did. I did it. She grabbed her phone and it didn't stop. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I rolled over and turned it off and went back to sleep. I felt like... That was a that that was like a Hitler level move that I pulled. Yeah, that's fucking awful. <laughs> you are big time. It was bad. It was a bad move. I felt guilty about it though. I mean, like the old me would have been like not feeling bad about it, but the new me, this Brian, 2019 sensitive, we're doing it for the ladies, Brian. He feels terrible about that. Yeah. Oh, I fucking woke her up too. I didn't just like, I nudged her a couple times to see if she'd get up and turn her alarm off. And then I fucking finally just like, mm, the oh yeah, punch, you gave her like, some mustard. Right here, the little mustard and said, your fucking alarm's going off. Yeah, but I hope you're waking everybody in the goddamn house up. <laughs> My hope. Your, your fucking normative schedule is fucking me up. <laughs> My hope is that she thinks she turned it off. Uh-huh. When I, because she never oh. yelled at me, she she didn't yell at me for it today. Didn't yell at yell at me for it this morning. I got tell no her? grief. Well, I mean, you know, if she listens to the vacation show, that's not she finds out. That's I'm not, not gonna. Why would I fucking tell her? I feel like I'm in trouble now. You're looking at me like I'm evil. 
I, uh, whenever it was I, evil, I, I <laughs> we have the worst bed ever. It's my wife's bed. I didn't get my bed in the breakup and I've hated it ever since we've had it. But it's one of those things where it's like, I'm not like, I don't want to spend money on like an affordable bed. I want to get like a good one or I'm just going to keep the fucking one I have and be okay with it. I'm right? with that. Yeah. But it is, it juts out on the corners and it's very low to the ground and Pretty much once a month after doing the show, I will be like sneaking in there. My wife is asleep in the middle of the night, and I'll just be like trying to go to bed, and I'll kick my shin right into the corner of the fucking bed and just fall over and grab like a fucking drawer full of shit and pull it open and like knock water over. And I'm like every time she she does not like so the show disrupts my sleep habits like because it's hard like I'm staying up really late two nights a week and then trying to get up early five nights. She also has the same disruptive thing. Cause every single time after the show, I end up like waking her up. Like I will like one thing that I, this be is wasted another, too. You're all high. I know drunk and just ready to like, cause your job involves getting all fucked up while you do it. too. <laughs> yeah. And the thing that I can't, I'm, I'm going to try, but I just don't see myself improving. Um, I will always lay on a woman's hair when I lay down. Like I've done it forever, but every time I lay down, my wife is like, ah, "You like I'm pulling my fucking hair hair out of her head." I got a whole thing going. I got a whole new thing going on, right? I like baby. I like just, just ju- I like leap in the air and land on all of her hair, and it just yanks her hair back. Oh, that is bad. I don't do that actually. I have this. Th- I have a setup. My setup really needs fixed you know you ever like get all set up in your bedroom and it's not perfect yeah but it's like eh, acceptable it's all here you know so my fan that i have at home i knocked it over once and the switch the the knob on top to turn it off sunk in uh-huh. don't work anymore right so i just unplug and plug it in right. i turned it to it high on. and now I, I turned it all the way to high and then i unplug and plug in that's how i use the that fan now yeah so what i did i have the fan up on a laundry hamper and then the plug runs next to my bed into the last thing on a surge protector that's kind of across the room. So we got ourselves like a little trip wire. Now it's yeah. it's not one that I have to step over. So I feel like, okay, whatever. You know, I can walk next to the trip wire. But sometimes I I am a little clumsy, high, or whatever. I fucking walk in, I stepped right on that thing. The fan fell down. Then the switch <laughs> fell down into it. And the fucking blade started smacking the switch. <laughs> so it's going tick, 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 like that. And it was like fucking Monday night. And I was just like, ah, god damn it. Sorry, then, I was trying to be quiet, actually. <laughs> I didn't want to wake you. Then I get it and I get the fan up. And then I'm fucking leaving the room and getting a screwdriver so I can like work on the fucking yeah. fan. I finally get it set up. I lay in bed and I was like, oh boy, that was tough. And I just know. She was fuming in her mind. That's the thing. It's like a marriage where you sleep in separate beds in separate rooms is probably the best like actual situation. Yeah. Well, too sad though. You know, (laughs) no, it takes a lot of maturity, but (laughs) we will mature there. I think eventually as society. Uh, like no, at people, in my, no, in our relationships, in your house. Yeah. yeah, in my I mean, house. we should, but 
Me and I mean, we're both. Be- I prefer to have a big open bed. My wife prefers to have a big open bed. Um, we're on different sleep schedules. It kind of makes sense, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would love to do like. I would love to go into my own. I like it's being weird next to the life. How important sleep is, and like you sleep by yourself, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, well, I love you. Well, I guess I sleep to you next to I you know. all the time. It's like, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It makes sense if you're like outside and like a bear is going to get like your loved ones, but right? You need to get like your best possible night's rest, right? I'm like in there on your farting. Own. I'm in there like. You know, I yeah, had it's like my 65 wife's, degrees. Yeah, it's 65 degrees. My wife is a vegetarian and I eat a fuckload of meat and I'm in there just doing meat farts, meat farts and sweating yeah. all night and fucking it's probably not yeah, great like to sleep next to me. like a beef glaze on the sheets. I know. Uh, well, she's, fucking she's that was last marinating week. marinating in that. Last week. And I, then also you probably, and what kind of bed you got? Queen. Oh, I got a great bed. It's you queen. Got, queen. See, I mean, them tiny ass beds too. It's not, not even tiny. Bigger. You know, queens are tiny. We fit perfectly. Two people are not made. It's too small. A couple of sweet lovers. We, we're close to each other. I sleep like spoon. I'm big spoon, dude. I'm like a real macho guy. I'm, I'm just not like a real too. guy. I cross my ankles and cross my wrists over my heart. Okay. And I just <laughs> swim like though. a missile. Like I'm going down a fucking like uh, uh, water slide. That's yeah. how I sleep. I'm big spoon most of the time. And, uh, the, the, the last week, the last thing I'll say about my bed that is fucked up is like last week, I in the middle of the night, I woke up, I ate an ice cream sandwich and I was walking back upstairs, still chewing on the ice cream sandwich. And I went to climb in bed and it drooled out of my mouth. Ugh, like God. the sand, I didn't think the Ugh. whole thing came out. So I didn't clean it up. I thought it was just a little drool. I drool all like over my, my bed all daughter, the time. Like my daughter. I drool on my bed all the time. I can't fucking help it. It's something I'm used to. Um, but I drooled it out, bed, and then much. I woke up the next morning, and I was making the bed, and it looked like there was just a little doo-doo speck on the fucking, like, blanket. So I had to hurry up and before my wife got home from work and wash the sheets in the comforter yeah, and then make the bed before she got home because I didn't want to explain, like, well, I got ice cream sandwich all over the bed. Oh, no one's going to complain about a clean fucking bed. <laughs> well, I know, but, you know, it's embarrassing. I eat in a bed a lot. It shouldn't happen, but I just... I you're, wanna... wi- you're afraid your wife is going to, what, take your sheets and hang them outside and show off that you shit in the bed. I didn't shit in the bed. It was it was a thing. It was an ice cream sandwich. All right, let's get to these cues. Uh, first, I asked them not to ask any pervert questions. So no pervert questions. Well, you say in pervert here. stuff on the show, man. You you leveled up the perv game. And Max says, "Don't give me any of that. Don't yeah. ask any pervert questions, bullshit." After I literally heard you say "jizz on your butt" while folding laundry last week. That was you. Well, here's the deal. That was parody. I was being funny. That was a character I was doing. Uh, Travis wants us to apologize for hating on The Clash. Now, here's the deal. I made a fart noise about The Clash. That was it. I didn't hate on Hey, you're allowed to like whatever you want out there. You can't come at me for having different uh, uh, opinions. I just don't think they're important to me. I didn't hear them growing up. I didn't grow up in the city with all the punk rock people or anything like that, you know? You make fun of corn, I'm going to make fun of the clash. That's all it is, you know? That corn was very important to me. I hear people talk shit about them all day and all night. Yeah. I yeah. uh we didn't really go hard. I don't I, you know, I I read that thread in our Facebook group and I wanted I had to turn the notifications off because I wrote one really like comment to try to whip people back up again I and then I went back a second time. It was like I'm going to turn off the notifications so I never look at this again because it's just hilarious how p- people were bugged. 
buy it. I, uh, you know, it's a lot of some older music doesn't hold up. I'm sure it was groundbreaking at the time. Nobody had ever heard that shit before. But uh, to me, it's like a way to sell van shoes and like 180 gram vinyls at Urban Outfitters and shit. They're like a rock and roll legend band that's just every you have to like them. It feels like a fucking mandate. It's I think me and you naturally are just like, eh, I don't, do I have to? Are they the greatest fucking? I don't know. I don't know if they are the greatest rock band ever. I don't know. If, I don't think so. Maybe not. I don't fucking I don't know if I'm agreement here, you know? Yeah, me and you don't generally get a lot of shit when we make feel fun like of the, like Bruce like the Springsteen. Foo, they're the Foo Fighters to me. I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. It's the I like same that. band where everybody's like, how could you dis- seriously not like the Foo Fighters? And it's the same level of like, I listen to the music and I'm like, I don't, it's just not doing it. Like, I don't like this. It's so mild. And yeah. the yeah, and the clashes, they're doing like fake reggae accents and stuff too. Yeah, that's problematic. But for me, it's like, I think for me, I think it's like fine that people like it. Like I get why people yeah, like it. And to... I think about the eighties and I'm like, how often do I even listen to anything from the eighties? You know? I don't listen to any music from the eighties unless it's ironic, like Journey or something like that, or or like Boston or some shit. I listen to a lot of Hall Notes. Yeah, right. Like ironic like stuff. You know, it's like, oh, I'm enjoying this. It's funny that I like this song. Christopher Cross. Yeah. And like I listen to Gary Newman. Ario Speedwagon. I listened to old Whitney Houston. That was good. Okay. Yeah. And I imagine back then when they were making that music, though, the Clash was probably B.A. They just aren't my kind of thing. Yeah, people had never heard that before. It's like when people get all fired up about like... I mean, and and the thing, and it was obvious from who chose it. We had two candidates for president choose that. And in, in this town, we have this independent radio station that is the most boring takes on music they pretty much worship any band that you're supposed to and they have a section on their radio station called the Clampdown, and it's just like it's just the corniest people i love it that that let's one it's like star wars it's just people get really, it is like star it's like wars people get mad and they're like no 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 i'm not gonna let you leave this party and say that the that the the drum line on this clash song is bad right <laughs> you know? I, I i yeah it is like star wars it's like I, I i'm not i wouldn't apologize for it but i do if i made you feel bad i wish i didn't do that but all, all, we do, didn't even go in we just made i wasn't going noise. after him well yeah. if you want to listen to it five or six years ago we did scream about the clash i think for like a half hour i'm sure we did and then i played like a terrible song of theirs at the end of the show yeah. The Get Lost in Supermarket song. Garrett wants to know, would you rather only be able to tell the honest truth or never be able to explain anything complicated? Well, I mean, I can't explain anything complicated now, you know? Like, so but I would... you can lie, but you can't do it, like, eloquently, basically. I'm great at lying. I'm a right. big-time liar. But you can't do it with a lot of words. No. I can I would I would take the uh, never be able to explain anything complicated because I already can't. If I could people would like know my politics. But nobody know like nobody really knows what I believe because I can never explain how I feel about anything. <laughs> yeah, the truth one is great for like I mean a morality of uh you know a way to live your life but then if you end up talking to like a police officer or something it's like no fucking way that's what the issue because you you want to be i do like bad as long as you can be smart in your own brain maybe are you allowed to be smart in your own brain i need a clarifier on that it says you just can't explain it okay so you can think it but when you you don't know say it you're just like uh it's a fucking doohickey ah what is it 
I mean, what am I explaining that's complicated anyway? <laughs> Although, like, I tell the You're truth. You're 7 out of 10 when it comes to, to repairs. Though. But I can't explain how to oh, repair them. Oh, okay. But when I, when I tell the truth almost, I live probably more honestly now than at any other time in my life because I don't have to be anything that I'm not ever. I can just be who I am all the time. Right. Like so, Bob like, Bob. I don't think it would kill me to be, to only be able to be honest, tell the honest truth. But, like, I would, like like you said, I'd like to be it, able to lie to the people in authority and stuff like well, that. Well, you just did a segment about how you are lying to your wife about the doo-doo stain you put on the bed. I lie to her. I just washed the laundry before she got home. It was yeah, but I'm omission. if you had this, you would be like. Hey, honey, uh, I spilled ice cream all over the bed, so I went ahead and cleaned it up for you. And like some liar, liar some shit. Fresh, yes. Oh, I don't want that, though. Liar, liar syndrome. Yeah, I don't want that. Oh, that was such a good syndrome. Hannah wants to know, I loved you two answering my marriage question. Since I'm currently watching old South Parks, I'll ask this. What problematic slash reactionary stuff do you still like or do? Uh. Okay, like I can start first here perfectly for you is that. I started researching the shock jock stuff and now I'm like spending a lot of time listening to Ron and Fez, which is a pretty problematic. They say some pretty problematic shit on that show and I love it. I just can't stop listening. And I'm like going back down memory lane, listening to that stuff. Uh, I would also say that like uh, a lot of the music I listen, like those country guys that I like, like, I basically only listen to guys that are Republicans. <laughs> right, right. Um, and as far, I, like, I, I don't think about, I, I don't think about movies that way. Like, I don't have a thing in my mind where a movie can be problematic. Like, I can no, separate. You watch, yeah, because you watch the Clint Eastwood mule movie. Yeah, I can you separate all that shit. The Death Wish, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and like, you like, I, uh, you like any old man with a gun solving like a crime problem, right? Boy, do I love old men with guns. You always, yeah. you, Brian likes it when it's, Brian likes to, you know, one old man that some crime syndicate comes into his life and he's like, oh, I've had enough of this shit. And then well, he just shuts, he goes, runs to the top and shuts it down. Well, yeah. And it's not just white men because the equalizer right. and the equalizer two are two of my faves. Oh, and too. ladies do it too. Now like an old white guy that or old Denzel goes around Denzel. killing. He's just an old man. He's an old lift driver that kills a bunch of bad guys. <laughs> right. It's like, hell yeah. Right. Hell yeah. Right. Any old man can kill a bunch of young people. That's yeah. what I always think about myself. You know, right. I want to be a tough old man. Right. Someday. <laughs> I'm going to clean the earth of all this filth, right? Yeah, but I choose um, different filth, though, you know? The stuff that Music I would say too. that I would probably feel like I would get in trouble for the most is my some of my podcast choices. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, I listen to Bill Burr podcast, and he still uses some slurs and stuff. Yeah. Um, and, but I, he has, he brings his wife on, who is very much a SJW lib type who does have a very real point of view when it comes to like uh, racism and misogyny and stuff like that. And he does know that he's stupid. Like he does just likes to say stupid stuff. And he's like an older guy. He's someone that's like 50 years old that is not going to give up teasing people about some sort of shit. But I think his heart is somehow in the right place. Yeah. The other yeah. guy too for that is a Charlemagne, the god. Yeah. Who I just fucking love. Who is was way terrible, but now I mean 
I don't know. It's just like some of those, it's just like older guys that don't want to give up on that. Like I have to make a joke about everything. Like, right. no, literally everything. Like I, I really can't let anything slide. I'm going to make a joke about it, you know? And it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, some of it is bad, but I don't know if that, I don't think that he's trying to stop anybody from doing anything in a way that like other reactionary media is trying to re- take away people's rights. And, you know, uh, I think some of the old guy thing that you're talking about, and I, I just was on champagne sharks and I talked, T brought this up to me and it's got me really thinking is like, uh, a lot of the reactionary white guy comedians that are super mad. And this could also extend to Charlemagne cause he's in, he's in media, he's in radio and he's trying to do radio. They're like, there are a lot of people who were promised something they felt when they were younger that doesn't fly anymore. Right. Well, and that, that, that now they're like, you know, this yeah. isn't fair. I was like, why uh, uh, T described it as this white dudes, you know, back in the day used to be able to look at a black guy and say, boy, and tell him what to do. Right. And then now if they do that, I mean, they can like lose their job. And yeah. I think they're fighting back against that. And with Charlemagne, I want Charlemagne think, is not that, but no, I think with Charlemagne, he was promised. I'm a guy in radio. I'm a dude that does radio. I'm supposed to be an edgy radio guy. I should be allowed to say the things that I want to say. I should be able to joke about everything because that's what radio was for a certain yeah. amount of time. And now it's harder to do that. Yeah, so but, he pushes back again. But he also, it. he's like, he publicly says, like, if, if anybody calls like a woman a bitch on his show, he's like, hey, 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 we're we calling women bitches in 2019. Is that what we're doing here? You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, so he, I mean, on some stuff, he, I feel like he has moved a little bit and uh, given up on things. Uh, but I, I don't know. He has, he's not much of a complainer. Like, I feel like okay, he's, he's, well, he's grateful for what he's got. Yeah, I just found that take interesting. And, and a lot of those guys that, that get that way, I, I think that's part of what yeah. irritates them. I mean, like we, a guy we, like Bill Burr. You remember it was, like, way worse. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, I remember that, too. Like, it used to be awful. I mean, I'm listening to these shock jock shows. Oh, we listen to them on the road, and they're using so many things. Like, I mean, I remember one time just the amount of times they just said whore just for, like, a waitress. They're like... You know, they're just telling a story and they're like, we, we stopped at this place and this whore is like, what do you want to drink? And we order a coffee and then we go. And it's like, why was she a whore? I mean, <laughs> uh, the amount that they were calling each other gay was yeah, like, that or too. like yeah. using the F slur. Yeah. They constant. use that a lot. Constant. Man. Constant. It was, it's constant. And it's like, that was 2004 to 2008. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, these, this stuff is so not it, it behind us there. it just happened and, and it was as soon as as soon as everybody could get told on it was that's when they started getting pissed because then it was all that's when anthony went down was on a fucking live stream being racist on a live stream and shit right? yeah like well no he went down yeah taking pictures and then tweeting yeah. a bunch of stuff right. that's what took him they're down. telling themselves like it exposed everybody where those guys before just could talk into a microphone and be gross and stuff but once once it was all out there, like it couldn't last much longer. Right. Yeah. Once everybody had an input and that's like the thing about it that makes those problematic guys so mad is that like now everybody has input. It's not like a new sensitivity. These things were all there. Yeah. You know? Oh no. People had these opinions before. You just, you didn't have to hear them. Well, I, yeah. And that is like with misogyny, right? Or like, uh, 
in a lot of those things. It's, you know, a, a, a woman would want to go ahead and write a story about misogyny in film, and then she would take it to her white man editor, and he'd be like, hey, I don't know. It's not really a problem to me. And, like, ax the story, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, I, like, these opinions didn't get out very much until the past few years. I can't I, – and I really – I don't – like, the movies that I watch are all pretty artistic – I mean, I don't think that there's much of a spin to him. I can't think of anything that I enjoy really that is like that that troublesome. Anymore. Like rap music, rap me. Oh well, hell yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> a lot of it. Yeah, and I'm just like still cringy, but I just love it like every ounce of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I can't get over it, and they, and they they'll say shit where I'm just like, oh, God. oh, I know, I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> Charles wants to know, you two have mentioned getting motorcycles before on the show. What would you ride? Street legal dirt bikes or big old gold wings? Oof, that's, um, that's, that has to be more choices than that. Well, I think he, he wants to know like what your choice would be. Mine is, I like the idea of a dirt bike. Cause I think they look cool, uh-huh. you know, like I don't like choppers very much. <laughs> and I think gold wings are for dads like Terry Bradshaw or something. You don't want to go on the wing. freeway or anything. What you can't go on a freeway on one of those? A dirt bike? Yeah. I mean, I mean, sure. You'd have to get a modified one, or yeah, a, a high-powered one, I guess. I mean, I don't want a chopper. I'm not much. a chopper guy. Those knobby tires don't do so. One of those ape hangers, dude. Yeah, with your arms tired as shit. I want nothing like that, and I don't want a gold wing because I don't want to look like a geek. I, you know, I've been thinking about though those slingshots. Oh, really? Just thinking about them, like cruising around. If I got a slingshot that was like had like a corn motif on it not like the vegetable but like corn like a black a black one with maybe like on the cover the first album where the girl's on the swing and the shadowy figure is coming and then it says like corn on it and i could just drive up and down the street blaring my music that might be something i would look into yeah but um, I, I don't know i'm not a sh- motorcycle guy man i don't like how fucking loud they are I love how loud they are because that lets people know where you are. Being oh, on a God. bicycle, being on a scooter, being near fucking electric cars. People are not paying attention. They're texting while they're fucking driving. They're going to hit you. Loud, um, loud pipes save lives. My, um, my choice is actually, it's a nerdy choice, but it's a bike that I fell in love with because it's affordable and the parts are cheap. It's the Kawasaki KZ1000 from like 1976. You can get them for super cheap. It was the bikes that they rode in the Mad Max, uh, the first one with Mel Gibson. Okay. Yeah. And so I want one of those like bobbed out, like rip all the parts off, make it light as hell. And then I can just, you know, go and ride it at like a hundred miles in the middle, hundred miles an hour on the freeway in the middle of the night. And, uh, Get that out of my system. That would be my dream. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a motorcycle at some point because I've already told my wife is now she's she she sells me on it. She's like, you know, you should get another form of transportation. You can get a motorcycle. They're good for the environment. It's they have good miles per gallon. I was like, that's so true. That is so fucking true. Yeah. But yeah, I haven't. I don't know. I haven't gone through the whole thing and gotten the money together. It's just it seems like a big expense and. I don't want to go down that route right now. I want a sidecar motorcycle. But for my too, definitely kid in it. midlife crisis, I'll have a motorcycle. I'll probably have a slingshot. And that's when I pay my car off in two years. You're going to get a slingshot. What funny thing. Are you thing, put neon lights on it with like strobes and shit? I mean, I don't want to get one because I look like a like geek, but I want to drive on it. Yeah. Do, no, do, do, I do, play do, cool music. Yeah. 
But I want to drive. I want to drive one of those. It's like a little go kart. It sounds so. You can fun. rent them. They have. Yeah. You can rent them in Nashville. We. I saw two guys renting them. Yeah, you could rent them also in the other place too. Go ahead, man. You can. You can go ahead and go up and, and attend to your your child, while I, I I will answer this next question. Uh, what funny things have your kids said or done lately? I don't know, man. Gwen's not as funny as she used to be, Emily. You know, you'll you probably just heard her on the recent show. I mean, she says dirty stuff all the time. She's a sicko. Uh, earlier today, we were doing laundry, and uh, I had to. We we do cold loads and hot loads, and I said. I gotta, we're gonna have two hot loads. And then me and her both laughed really hard at hot load. But, uh, oh, she's got a boy now that she's really into that he's into her, she's into him. Issue here is he wants her to hang out with him and swim. It was like this whole thing about going, he has a pool at his house and he wants her to come over and go swimming. And she's not into it because she doesn't want to fucking meet some dude that she likes or that she's into and then fucking have to go get in a pool and like, you know, you got to take off like all your fucking clothes to go. swim. I wouldn't do it either. I'm with her. I hope she doesn't go over there to tell you the truth. I don't think she's going to. I, I think she, I, she's probably I'll drop them off at the movies or something. No more innocent place. Swimming is like. Not what you want to do on a first date. I don't know what's wrong with this kid, really. These boys have just got no game, you know? It's like, come on, dude. You know, take her out to a fucking nice dinner at, at Chipotle like or, or uh, whatever else the kids eat these days. They like Chipotle. They like BB Bop, that kind of stuff. I'm trying to think of if she said anything else or done anything else funny. I did take them to see the movie Ma recently. I've been taking Gwen and all of her friends to see horror movies. And uh, that movie fucking freaked all of them out. And and at one point, they just, they were like squirming in their seats. And at one point, one of the girls just yelled, fuck, because she was so scared. <laughs> and I was like sitting in my seat dying laughing. Uh, and, and what happened at the movie, one of the funny things that happened while I was there was that like there's a scene in the movie where a woman gets hit by a car and I like threw my hand up and said, yeah, and laughed real hard and all of her friends think I'm crazy now. So there's also that. Um, so yeah, most of Gwen's stuff is mostly dirty joke kind of things, I think. Brett is still getting his kid yogurt or whatever he's trying to do. I mean, I'm sure... That's something. Oh, I hear him coming down now. So maybe he has some answers for this. But uh, yeah. So to sum mine up, what funny things have your kids said or done lately? Uh, I am very much in the drama of Gwen deciding whether she's going to meet up with this boy. Brett, has your kid said or done anything funny lately? I'm having a hard time now that you asked me like that. Um, she has been doing a lot of catchphrases from TV. Oh, like and subscribe for more? No. Oh, like, dang it. Uh, 
from her favorite characters like uh, Harley Quinn. Okay. And stuff. And mm. Weird character for like, a little kid uh, to like, but this is probably more innocent Harley Quinn. Yeah, this is right? a DC superhero. This girls. isn't the uh, fucking Margot Robbie. No, Harley Quinn. Not, she hasn't seen that. Harley she hasn't Quinn. seen that one. Yeah, yet. it was funny. Uh, her her grandpa at her birthday party was like, "Oh, Brett, oh no, we uh we watched that uh Suicide Squad and Harley Quinn is in it, and uh, woo uh, she that's really Charlotte's favorite." And I was like, "Well, she doesn't know that one." I was like, "Yeah." Can I say to the listeners out there that you might not know this? My favorite person. I forgot. I didn't do a good job on the voice. In the whole entire world is Brett's father-in-law, who Brett does the world's greatest impression of. Even though I've only spoken to him like four times. But every time he's like, oh, really? He's a very inquisitive guy. He's He's a good active listener. But he doesn't take what you say to heart, I don't think. It's one of those like. Talk shit about him. That's true. That's true. That was mean. I'm sorry. I apologize to everybody. All right. Uh, you have to choose either having your asshole on your elbow or eating a PP snowball every day for the rest of your life. So that's from John. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to just eat the snowball. Probably. You probably just got to take a bite. He isn't bad. I mean, you get used to it. You can put garnishments on it. I don't know if people yeah. know this. I don't want any kind of like. I put some avocado on top of yeah. it and maybe like a, some sort of uh, pineapple salsa or something. I don't want anything I got to like have on my body and hide. You know what I mean? When it comes to questions like that, like an asshole on your elbow or something like. I just don't want anything that makes people look at me, you know? Well, yeah, long sleeve shirts wouldn't be a problem. Uh, it would have today when it was fucking 2000 degrees outside, though. You yeah. know? Yeah. That's a problem. Uh, when you're broke, this is from Shane. When you're broke, why is it so much easier to spend $30 on beer and cheeseburgers uh, than $30 on a car part or new pants or some shit you actually need? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, because one, I have a re when you're broke, there's one thing in this world that makes you feel good. And it makes you feel a like, there's, it's just not having to cook is the best fucking feeling. In there's sex, and then not having to cook. Those are the two good feelings. High marijuana, uh, and then like other drugs like opiates and shit, and like not having to cook almost feels better than all of those things. No, that's a priority. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, before we get weed, we got to figure out how we're not cooking tonight. Yeah. Like, fucking- I've, t- I've become so, so recently, like, it's just become such a chore. And me and my wife are trying to work through it and just like, I don't, I don't give a fuck about right now. I don't care about anything. Like, I, I said, I wish I didn't have to eat anymore. I just wish, I, we, I wish we could stop this fucking nonsense of having to figure out what to do every single night. I'm I know. And done. you just want comfort when you're broke. Like, that's the thing that yeah. like people never like. That's the, the thing that they never get right on anything is that like the reason when I'm broke, I make bad decisions. I rationalize bad decisions. I don't just make them. I, I know that when I have $50 in the bank, going out to dinner is the dumbest use of that money. Well, I mean, also, there's a lot of times for me a feeling that, like, let's just get rid of this fucking money so we can be broke already. Like, I'm tired of sitting around, like, counting fucking pennies here, figuring out 
when the money's going to run out. Let's just get it, get gone, get it out of here, get the fucking money out of here. And then we'll sit on our hands until the next check comes in or do something else. That's how I feel sometimes with that. And you know, you do, you spend your $30 on something you need and it's like, yeah, well, I mean, it's not exactly something I wanted, you know, it's just something I needed. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I don't, I never saw it. I wanted a real, a handmade pretzel and a nice IPA. I just never saw, uh, I, I don't know. I can, I can wear the same old pants or if like, let's say, let's say for just for the sake of argument here, you got a car that has a cosmetic issue that could be addressed with $30 and it's either beer and cheeseburger or fucking get the car fixed. You are going to get the food every time. Like what the... Like a cosmetic thing doesn't need to be fixed ever. Cars, I believe firmly that cars are shells that you put around yourself to travel outside. Yeah, and I'm, you know, I, uh, I was I didn't wash mine. Reading something today that uh, introduced me to this idea of worrying about living a wide life instead of a long life. Meaning that your everyday experience, every single day, you should be casting like a large net of enjoyment and excitement and passion and things that you're into. And I think that fits along with it where it's like, well, shit, I mean, if we only got $30, let's just eat pretzels right now. Let's eat some gourmet pretzels right now because that would be the shit. That would bring me so much joy right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Who who the fuck knows what tomorrow brings? Yeah. Maybe I get $30 more tomorrow. Maybe Maybe I can figure out 30 bucks tomorrow. Sometimes a check comes in the mail. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, When are we getting another Trillbillies crossover? Also with Tanya and not just the fellas. I have a feeling that's already been announced. So uh, we're going to skip that. Uh, what do you know about Akron? LeBron James? Yeah, LeBron James. Not much. That's it. LeBron James. I've never been. I don't have I no, I've never been. Hey, wait, no, uh, is Devo from there? Or are they I, from Dayton? I don't know where Devo's from. Uh, but I don't know them either. So I know Whip It. Yeah. It's a good song though. Yeah, that was great. I love Whip It. Whip It. Now you're pissing people it's off. Shade. It. It's like the clash again. They don't like Whip It? No, no, they just contributed a lot more than that song. And Whip it. they got like pigeonholed as that one goofy band that, you know, whip it good. That song? But, no, man. Crack that whip. I love that song. That's no. my shit. Like, I'm complimenting them and you're fucking taking it away from them. You got to hear, I want you, I'll play for you. You got to hear the Devo cover of uh, Satisfaction by the Rolling Stones. Oh, I'll play I that for you. I hate Satisfaction. I know, I know. But it was a big deal back in 19. 19- Whatever, 79. Oh, okay. In Akron, All right. Ohio. I'll yeah. let you. Whip it. Whip it good. Correct that whip. Yep. Oh, I love Everybody that loves song. that song. I love Devo. I'm like number one Devo You're fan in this room right You're now. You're going to see them at the fairgrounds. Are they here? No. Oh, no, shit. They wouldn't play so. the fair. They're too cool. Uh, have either of you ever been forced to attend any kind of leadership seminar or leadership training type thing for work? If so, what was the worst buzzword you learned during the talks? I never did this. No. Because we weren't leadership material, either one of us. I mean... Well, Brett thinks he's leadership material, but he was never a manager at a job, so I think his record speaks for that. I Uh, always got to do, like, coach stuff or, like, trainer stuff. Yeah. But... Anytime it was manager, I always you always have had to have a degree, and I do not have a degree. Right. My uh, only big thing was uh, back at uh, Insight. This was uh, the K. That Insight's the cable company I work for. Uh, this was the worst hell 
by the way. I'm going to describe this thing and like it's going to make me uh, like cringe again. So we had quarterly breakfasts, okay, where they were like, check it out, everybody. The quarterly breakfast is coming. It's got all you can eat bacon. And it would. <laughs> nice. <laughs> they had like a, a fucking buffet. Nitrates. You go get in there and get the buffet, and they would have so much bacon. Motherfuckers would just eat so much bacon. Uh, I even would say that I ate a lot of bacon and those things too. I put like a waffle and a bacon and some, some, some fruit. They, they, pretty good buffet they yeah. would have. But it was at seven o'clock in the morning. I didn't work until 11 o'clock in the morning, but on those days I had to be on the other side of town by seven o'clock in the morning. So I had to wake up five hours early to go to work. And uh, it used to piss me off. But one of the times we went to that. To get all you can eat bacon? They made you go to it. They would like be like, oh, we had a great quarter this quarter. You know, we, we made profits and everything's going good. You know, and that was the meeting. So it was like a reward for your hard work through the quarter that I would have rather just had the sleep. You know, I would have rather just not right gone to the fucking just give me a few breakfast give me a couple frozen packs of bacon and let me sleep in <laughs> take we'll take those home and make a nice sunday breakfast for my family yeah yeah made you come into that work would be nice on a thursday too i mean i hate on all a, that stuff on a fucking thursday so it wasn't even because you got off early right because i i would work 11 to 8 so like on on but on those days i'd work seven to five Right or seven to four or what whatever it ended up being, so you would get off early, but they would fucking do it on a Thursday instead of a Friday. So I'd get off early one day, and then I'd have to go back to work the next day and work the regular shift on Friday. So it's always useless. That's weird. But at one of these things, they uh, brought up the guy that was like the top one of the top guys in the company. Danny was his name. I think I've talked about him in the past. And he did this whole thing. He did a lecture, like a really good one, you know? And it was about good to great, okay? And it was about saying like, look, we're good here, okay? Don't get me wrong. What's going on at this company? Good. We could be great though. So this whole thing is about taking everybody from good to great. And like he did all kinds of shit. He had graphs and he had book and then fucking like six. Like we, I was like, oh man, that was some speech. He should like, you know, sell that. But like write a book. It sounded like something you fucking write a book about. Right. Like a pitch. Yeah. As soon as I got outside, this dude was like, I read the book. Good to great. It's by some like other guy. He just fucking plagiarized this guy's book. Oh, smart move. <laughs> yeah. When you're CEO, you see all these worker bees, they're like, how can I make my boss happy? I got to do this myself. They don't know how to just take what somebody else did and present it as your own. <laughs> he was so proud of it. And I was just like, that's bonkers. Well, I, yeah. You can at least was... just say, I read this book that inspired me, right? <laughs> no, he didn't though. He took he, credit. He fucking said, I came up with this thing. Hey, everybody, I came up with this thing. It's good to great. We're going to go from good to great. It's just such a dumb. I remember thinking even like after it's like, I mean, if everything's good. Yeah. You know, like, do we get any extra credit for great? Nobody gets extra credit for great. Yeah. I you know? remember when I was <laughs> when I was a kid, like one of my earliest drawings, 
there was an as seen on TV commercial that was playing for this off-brand cartoon stuffed animals that like I watched the infomercial as a kid and they convinced me that like this these characters were huge like were there was a whole story behind all these <laughs> these characters but I copied I went to school and just copied like copied down what they looked like and drew them and just said they were my characters. They came up with that school and everybody thought it was mine. They thought it was like a genius. Dude, I did that too. <laughs> yeah, back when I was in, um, oh God, it had to have been fourth grade. You would show up to school like 10, 20 minutes early and you'd have to stand outside and like kind of socialize with people while you yeah. waited to go into the school. What are those things called? And uh, Sweet Pickles? No. Okay. I love sweet pickles. We were standing outside, right? Uh-huh. And the night before, I had just watched, like, Louis Anderson's stand-up special. And I just did, like, two of his bits out yes. there. And everybody was dying laughing. Right. God was fucking murdering. So then the next day, I went home and fucking watched Comedy Central. And then went in the next day and tried to do somebody else's stand-up and just fucking bombed. Bom- yeah, nobody wanted to hear it. It was oh. like yesterday was magical. Like, yeah. You were so funny. But you, come on. Your material switched up. <laughs> what is this cerebral stuff you're doing now? <laughs> you're pushing it, buddy. Yeah. We're not just this is this school isn't your audience, okay? Oh my god. To have a kid come in like and do a different comedian every single day. <laughs> like I gotta keep up with it. Like an ins- imagine like a private Instagram, someone's Finsta. That they're just ripping off really old comedy bits every day and trying to keep it under wraps and no one can tell on them. The Louis Anderson stuff was so funny because it was not like something a fourth grader would be saying. What was it about? I remember it was about like when you wake up in the middle of the night and you bump your foot on a table. And it's like, oh, that's the worst pain you can have is when you bump your toe, you stub your toe on a table. We did that material to open up the show, so it's still good. Yeah. I mean, but it was when you're fucking nine and you're talking about it like you have this great long life experience. Let me tell you. (laughs) When my mommy and daddy don't catch me waking up and sneaking through the house to get an ice cream sandwich. Yeah. You know? What's your favorite quick scam? Uh, Mine is just stealing from the grocery store, you know? Yeah. Mostly I'm, Italian meats. Like, it's a quick scam. You go in there, you buy some cheap shit, and you get the meats, and you steal them. That's a good scam, right? Yeah, I would say, like, um, either, like, shrink wrapping, return, like, taking stuff, buying items, steal, taking the contents out, and then re- shrink wrapping it and returning it, or just going inside the store and, like, taking the re- a receipt with an item up to the counter and getting a return on it is, like, uh, a good one you just have to be like confident and just do it when you get in there no hemming and hauling you know yeah um it's weird because like when you pull a scam at like a department store or at any store you do feel guilty when you walk in and like you have to really work hard to feel like you're the one that's on the right end of this thing. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like you have to go in, even if you know that what you're returning or what you're doing is fraudulent, you need to go in there just like you're doing the right thing. You know, you're, you're, oh, I'm returning this thing that is like, uh, you're doing your scam. I'm returning something that isn't in the package anymore. I shrink wrapped right. it. And, uh, you have to go in there. Like it's the real thing 
which is hard to do because you know you're doing something wrong and you're like, what if they check it? Right. You know? Right. <laughs> so you freak out about just it. Just run. Just, you also have to do sprints. Like, you need to add wind sprints into, like, your fitness regimen. Yeah, yeah running is, like, a thing that you're allowed to do. Yeah, you're allowed to do it, too. They can't do nothing if you run. Right. Not against law to run from a security guard. What's your favorite country song? I like that song. He stopped loving her today. That's a good one. That's a fucking good one. Yeah, that goes. And left a wreath upon his door. Oh, man. He stopped loving her today is my jam. I love I like songs about broken hearted men, you know, yeah. by broken hearted, tough old men. Yeah, I am. Um, you know what? For me, I have to be honest. I don't know if this doesn't resonate all of what I listen to, but the one that I think is just perfection is Glenn Campbell, Wichita Lineman. Okay. Okay. Because it's like a really sad, melodramatic song about how <clears throat> the guy that does the electric work. Like he has thoughts and feelings too. Like no, no one's really asking. Like no one's really. Everybody's just expects you to be the lineman. Everybody just expects you to fucking be the lineman. They don't give a shit about the rest of you. Actually, it's, it's like a good. It's just one of those things that isn't like a bad relationship. I, I love like uh, like D I V O R R C E like the Tammy Wynette and all the uh-huh. that shit too. I like. Um, he stopped. <laughs> that one's good. It's just the, I like any sad song, you know, like yeah. I, I like sad country music. There's this guy named, uh, and I, let me make sure I get his name right, but he is so good. And he's like a modern guy. His yeah. new stuff. Isn't this Daniel Romano? Oh yeah. Is that his name? He, he had the one good. Yeah. He had a couple good albums. He has a really good album. And he's kind of a faker, but in like a, it works, right? Like, I mean, that one album is good. Yeah, he's just a weird art guy, though, that it's kind of a character, but it's pretty good. I mean, it's like the best sad shit that you can hear. You know, Come also, Cry With Me. I tell his you, 2013 album, Come Cry With Me, has so many goddamn good songs on it. I'll say that. I got to say also my favorite of all time, man, Buck Owens, is uh, just unreal. Like the sound that uh, is the best and act naturally. Oh, yeah. It's like it's just in. Like, what if, so good. What about, and the race is on, and here comes pride in the backstretch, yeah. heartache. Oh, that's a good one, too. Right. I just like country music so much. I do I, like all of it. I mean, I listen to that uh, Cocaine and Rhinestones podcast. It's fucking awesome. There's a lot of good stuff on there. The um, worst. We love Dolly. Like, we listen to Dolly Christmas. And the worst listen. period of my life was when I what, didn't like to, when I what, didn't like country music. Like, it, just thinking that, a, like, I was my least good person when i didn't like country music for some reason i went through i'd like i I didn't i didn't like i mean it took me forever to get into it it wasn't a part of my life growing up um i did probably think mostly morons listened to it 9 11 happened when i was like 18 years old and the people that reacted to it were like started getting uh, toby keith and toby keith ringback tones on their cell phones so like when you called them it would be like we'll put a boot in your ass yeah it was like but uh, I mean, I eventually understood it. Like, uh, I do really like. Uh, um, I mean, some of the bougie people, like uh, Towns Van Zant, which is like a Harvard fucking guy, but just sitting around waiting to die. Probably that's a song that sometimes that just it 
resets my day. Like, um, I mean, that's, that's the only option I have. Like it really is like, I could just stop what I'm doing and, and wait until things end, you know, like, or I could try to make things better, you know? Yeah. I just, lo- I love that type of shit. I don't know. I love all of it. And yeah. I, it was, uh, and I, I still listen to it all the time. Like, I, I think like I've got to the point where I only listen to rap and country. I am too. I am that. My, my dad hates that. I like country music. That's like one of the thing. My dad hates country music, you know? So yeah. it just wasn't even like a lot of people learn to love it because it's being played around their house. Growing yeah. up, it, the records are being played and you're like, ah, you know, I kind of, you know, I, I I get it because my dad liked it and then I like it. I didn't have that. My dad list doesn't hates country yeah. music. Just yeah. thinks it's the worst thing. What do you think are the best opinions or ideas that your children have? I mean, to be honest, my daughter's best opinion is that I'm the best dad in the world, probably. But I mean, she uh, just, she try. I mean, it's weird. They don't have opinions. Like, it's hard to take a 14-year-old's because they're very pliable like my daughter's 14 and it's like she'll have an opinion and then i'll be like "Ah, what do you think about this though and then she'll just change her opinion she's like me my daughter's so much like me where she's like um fickle we just had this conversation earlier uh she's trying out for the volleyball team they're cutting seven people she's pretty sure she's one of the seven so she's just gonna play tennis and she's like, you know, uh, I would hate to, I, 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 I kind of wish I wasn't getting cut, but to tell you the truth, uh, I was getting tired of volleyball anyway. I'd like to play tennis now. <laughs> like she played soccer for a few years and she got tired of that. And then she, and it's like, if that's who she's going to be, I'm going to facilitate that. Yeah, it's fine. And that's There's something I like that. about her. Cause I'm that way too. Like. I just get really into something and then I'm not into it anymore. And I don't think that's bad, you know? Right. So that that's, I think my, the thing I admire about her is that like, she's not stuck in these rigid fucking sets of rules that I was stuck in until, you know, 10 years ago or so. Cause I was really stuck in like, Oh, you, I'd listen to heavy metal. Okay. And I only watch, Quentin Tarantino type movies. Okay. Right. And those are the only two things I do and everything else sucks. And I will never give anything else a chance. You know what I mean? And it's like, uh, I was stuck in that for so fucking long. And it was like, I was just like realizing that it was stagnation more. I was like stagnant. I wasn't like doing anything new. I wasn't giving anything new a chance. I was still dressing like I was in fucking high school. You know, and it was just like once once I stopped being so rigid and and my daughter is the same way. She's just not like super rigid about these rules. She doesn't have these rules around movies, music, TV that that like I had when I was younger. And a lot of people in my generation had when when we were younger. So yeah. that's that's the thing I admire most about her. Yeah. Um, Charlotte has been doing Charlotte's very now has been very vocal about me being on my phone. Oh no. And uh, we were at the playground today and she gave like this impassioned speech where she was just like, 
are you kidding me? We're at the playground and there's just so many fun things to do. And <laughs> you're just sitting there being boring on your phone. So you, know you, 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 have to said... pick, you have to pick. Are you just going to sit here and be like someone that doesn't care that just is on the wall on their phone? Or are you going to go and play and have fun and enjoy life? And I was like, damn, god damn. <laughs> I would have been she like, would... listen, I've been, I'm a, I'm a man that's lived decades longer yeah. than you. I've been on plenty of playgrounds. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta, okay. I gotta work, kid. Yeah, I have enjoyed playgrounds in my life. It's not as big a deal to like you're trying to explain to her. Right. It's not that big of a deal for me. When you're fucking in your thirties, you're probably gonna be less impressed with playgrounds too. Yeah, well, I mean that's tough too because we even went with one of the neighbors to the playground and they would not leave us alone. And it was just like y'all are supposed to go and over there and stay away from us and. Like we we let them run wild in the neighborhood, and they still are just up our asses all the time. Yeah, you know, it's just still it's just that age, which is fine. I mean, I understand it. Oh, but, when the kids are up your but ass, she and is like a bunch of them. she's six now, and this is she is the front door is always open. Like I don't have the heat or the air on. Front door is always open, and there's like kids running in and out all day long. And she goes and like jumps on a trampoline. She has like a, some carrots and hummus at somebody's fucking house. She watches half of a fucking movie. They come over here, tear up the house, like get in the playroom, break something, you know, eat up a whole bunch of snacks and then just like bolt out the door. Like it's full blown, like summertime. Yeah. I used to love that when Gwen, Gwen did that for a couple. It only, it just sucks a little bit because you're stuck. You're now tethered to your house forever because oh, I they don't want to go anywhere. They're too busy playing. I want to escape. Yeah. 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 It and sucks. It's like, yeah. She's just like, what the? F are you serious? We have like YouTube. We can watch YouTube all day or we can go jump on the trampoline or we have the playground down the street, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we can also, we can uh, order McDonald's from Postmates. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I felt so stuck at my house when Gwen was that age and she would play outside because I couldn't get her to fucking go anywhere with me. I know. And it would just be like, so I just I get to sit in here while you fucking play. I got to fucking keep myself occupied in this house. And we're in, so we're recording this in the middle, like it's past the halfway mark of June. And I really... I'm going to buckle down because and just drag her and say, like, no, we're leaving at this time. This is what's happening because she is like saying no to really cool stuff. And I'm just like, you're just not thinking you just need to like I have to override this. I have to stop like taking your fucking opinion on this because yeah. you want to go into this spray ground or this, uh, you know, some pool thing or some arts festival or the rock climbing wall, like the park, like you'd rather go. Yeah. Yeah. Today I wanted to go to a playground. She's like, let's go to my school playground. I'm like, you're school our friends playground. There. What? Yeah. Boring. God damn. You go you to school the playground every day. Time. We yeah. can ride anywhere. <laughs> you go to the school playground every day. Yeah. What do y'all think about the role of leftists and management positions or petty bourgeois positions in workplaces. Uh, How do you balance being your boss's guy and advocating for your fellow workers while keeping your job? I mean, I, mean, I guess you would, I don't know. The only thing I can say is just, you would have to do your job in a way and you're probably going to get fired. I mean, at some point, I don't know, man, I think you can live your principles and do the job. I, I don't know though, because I guess if there's somebody above you and they're like immovable, but advocating for 
You could. I mean, a beginning. Course. I mean, trying at least in the early part to advocate for the people so on your team. What I would say is advocate until they realize they don't like people that advocate and they fire you. Is that That's, would be my opinion? I would agree with that. That is the best of yeah. Just because do, I mean, mean, just do what you think is right. Um, be smart. Be tricky. Um, use all of the propagandizing tools you can. Uh, but. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think that, you know, a lot of management, like if we're being honest, like we've said, if you're in customer service, I don't know if a lot of those management are really pulling the strings and they, that's the problem. Much, right? They really are part of the, the crew. You know, I mean, they're the unlucky person that has to be held responsible to the paperwork from corporate. They're you know? people that can get fired. Yeah. That aren't, they get like, Corporate. They're they're not corporate. They're there. They they're can be fired our, and blamed. Yeah. They they they're the ones that get blamed for the whole thing. Everything. Anything yeah, that goes so. fucking wrong. Yeah. 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 It's. I, mean, I think it, it's a it's tough a challenge. Yeah. I but, think it's a tough thing. I I don't think it's easy. I don't think it's some kind of an easy balance. But it's also like, I mean, nobody is. I I don't like to think that I, mean, I come on this show and advocate for people to just lose their jobs and shit. But like that's but you're you're talking about a choice between you're talking about a tightrope and a choice between how you do the jobs and like uh, somebody in here says something the the person that posted this actually says I'm not a manager but I always feel like if I was I'd be a chill guy or whatever but I work in a small really high labor kitchen and I think it'd be a tightrope. Well, the thing is, man. People that fuck up at work, me being one of them, we know that we're fucking up, you know? And if you got to fire somebody that is fucking off, I don't think that's like a crime. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's a crime if you work in a fucking kitchen and you know this guy's calling off. I mean, I don't want you to fire him because he's calling off because he just found out he has cancer. But if you fucking know this person's calling off twice a week for bullshit reasons... They know they're on fucking tight. You know what I mean? They, I just don't know. Like, What's people have to What's be able line? to be fired. You know, like that's just the thing. And and like people who fuck up, people like me know that that's part of the part yeah, I mean, of the fucking a, game. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, some a lot of people are a bad fit for the situation, and <laughs> it's best to just kick them out of the door because it's not gonna work. Yeah, I don't think but you're evil just, if you fire somebody that lies to you or, or like is doing things on the job that could hurt somebody uh, that's being unsafe, not being unsafe, because a lot of people are forced into unsafe situations, but like things like that, like, I don't think it's, e I, I think that like, I just know who I am as a person. It's like when I speed on the highway, when I'm driving. That a speed speeding ticket is part of the fucking game. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it shouldn't be. But it is. Right, right. right. It is. And I'm talking from the position of the person who's working and fucking up. Like, if you're a person that goes to a job and pushes buttons and tries to pushes buttons and tries to get out of as much stuff as you can, which is what I was. I always knew that like I was on the bubble. Because I was always fucking around, dude. Because I wasn't doing my job right and all that stuff. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If, I, I I don't know how possible it is to be 
decent, but, you yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, don't tell on unions if someone's trying to form one of those. That's true, yeah. If somebody's trying to form a union, turn a blind eye to sure. that. Yeah. That kind of stuff is all you got to do. You you really, if you're, a, if you're a boss and you're a street fight boss and you want to be like a, a boss, it's, it's a lot about plausible deniability and turning a blind eye to things. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I didn't the, see that. <laughs> take the temperature of the people. How much do they care about something? You know? Yeah. Uh, who's more street fight, Nick Gage or Mance Warner? Well, Brett isn't going to know who Mance Warner is. I have no idea. But Nick Gage is because he's the one I like out of Nick and Mance. Uh, we were never really had a comic centric show, but I was just wondering if you or Brett had any comics in the past few years that really stuck with you or you think are pretty street fight in nature. I don't think I know what is very street fight in nature you anymore, you do. uh, but my favorite comic that I, the only comic that I've read that's really stuck with me that I really loved. That was a total fucking surprise is the iron fist the immortal iron fist collection. Like I read those and it blew my fucking mind. Yeah. And I was like, I thought this would suck, <laughs> but I loved it. So I, I guess that would be mine. Um, you were also really into the Flintstones. Oh shit. Yeah. Those Flintstones comics are all good. There's some DC Flintstones comics that I read that, uh, I really fucking loved. I read them all and they were great. I, I, there's even one, there's a Snagglepuss one, that is in that same vein that are really great. But if, if you haven't read those Flintstones ones, fucking read them. They're incredible. Everybody who I've told to read them that's read them has like really fucking loved them. And Flintstones, yeah. those Flintstone ones are very street fight too. <laughs> like It's basically like our message, but using the Flintstones to tell it. I mean, I wish I would have known before you asked. I really don't have anything off the top of my head. You're not reading any comics? Of- I, I haven't. I've only, I've mostly been reading books. Uh, oh, jeez, books! I feel like I got a, all the only stuff that I got from the library recently was like uh, a bunch of Deadpool comics. Uh, <laughs> so I read a bunch of that, which okay. I like. I think they're good. It's okay, you know. No, I think they're great. Okay, they're well, funny. Deadpool. There I you do go. like Deadpool as a character, uh, but I I really. Don't I'm trying to look at my good my uh see if I put anything on my uh Goodreads app here because sometimes I do that. But uh I also liked Miss Marvel. That one is good. The Kamala okay. Khan uh is a funny and uh if you like the teenagery type stuff, if you like uh kind of uh, Spider-Man type stuff. I, I I thought that was pretty good. I don't know if I read anything else really that I can think of that was too that was too profound. I only have like old old hat shit that I watched ah. like ages ago. Do you have any idea what the first parental advisory album you bought was? I distinctly remember that mine was Follow the Leader, although I don't count Adam Sandler's They're All Gonna Laugh at You. Mine was as nasty as they want to be by um two live crew and i think it's the reason they made the parental advisory stickers it was like that album was so magical to me because it's not good i mean there's a fucking song on it called the fuck shop which isn't like the most fuck shop baby or whatever and and like but like it was on the news and they were like there's this rap album where the guys say cuss words on it and it's very dirty and judges are trying to make it illegal and sheriffs are arresting people for it. And I was like, I got to get this fucking, I had to get it. I was in sixth grade and I got it. And, uh, 
it blew my fucking mind to hear cuss words come out of a a speaker like that. You know what I mean? Perverted sex stuff and cuss words like that was just mind blowing. So two live crew, it was like that shit like really changed my life. That and uh, hearing too short the first few times because this was like the two in the early nineties that were like really getting nasty. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think for me, I mean. I'm trying to think the one there's ones that I were gifted, but I, I don't recall them. I think the the ones that I first spent money on was Green Day Dookie. That was a parental advisory. Yes. That one That's crazy that that's parental I advisory. I they just sing about so beating mild. off. I know. Yeah. It's just but um, it's like one song about beating off and they're like, Oh, better not listen to this. No kids are beating off. Right. You I, know? <laughs> It was that or Red Hot Chili Peppers, like one hot minute. Oh God, I bought that one too. That I'm was a little pee. Yes. Yep. So fucking what? Yep. Oh, I hated that. I hate them. I can't believe uh, that was the only one I ever bought. I think those. Are, that's and then that's the, the ones I can remember that at that time that was like a Christmas that I think I got like two or three albums at a time. And Your those parents were, those were cool were about it. it. Right. They were just cool with it. My parents did not care about cuss words. They did. Well, no, even rap music too because. I remember my dad bought a tape. Um, well, who did that? Who did Back to the Hotel? In Too Deep. In Too Deep. So I asked for In Too Deep for Christmas. I showed him the tape at the flea market, and my dad bought it. Oh, and shit. And he tried it out in the car. My mom heard it. She was like, hell no. <laughs> so I would sneak. When he fell asleep, I would go get his keys and go to his car and dig on the inside and get the tapes for Christmas that I asked for and just listen to him in the car. Oh my God. Cause he would keep them all. He loved them. He fucking, he was so into them, but uh, he wasn't, you know, he just couldn't give them to me. My dad one but, time, but for the rock music stuff, not at all. My mom, you know, she, she, I remember being, I remember like playing with Legos and listening to like that offspring about like self-esteem, like, self-esteem. And my mom was just thought it was the, coolest fucking song in the world i know i did too i used to cry like i had a period where i would listen to that song and cry because my girlfriend was cheating on me all the time and i thought i was like the protagonist from the self-esteem song oh yeah i mean sit i in my room and cry i think that it was definitely a formidable song in that i was like you know uh well this is gonna be life like my mom is kind of, my mom is kind of like yeah this is what it's like this is actually what relationships are like this is it like she's like this guy fucking nailed it <laughs> oh my god she loved that song yeah i i mean i liked that whole album really i should listen to that album again it's gotta suck right i was thinking uh, about no, how problematic some... they are the other yeah, day they said yeah but some of it is like pretty fucking thrashy. Some of it is like really like just tearing ass. I mean, pretty fly for a white guy is. Well, no, I'm talking before that. Well, no, I'm saying I'm talking that about like the, like they had the um they had the LAPD song right. Yes, and they said the N word right. Well, Which cool. would they yeah. did it, but they did it in a way that was highlighting that like N-word, the NYPD says it. That, yeah, the LAPD beats N words with yeah. sticks. Which yeah, but I mean they also right we're doing it. Yeah, they they say some uh they they it's, I was thinking about them the other day like saying like uh the word wigger I think yeah. they say in that song and you're like oh god yeah that's a fucking I know it's not technically a slur but it really is Plus, I, I got called that a lot when I was a kid by my you know yeah. the redneck I mean, side of the family the that was the oftentimes yeah uh 
This is not meant to spark a perv discussion, but have either of you experienced the phenomenon of porn in the woods or discarded <laughs> trucker spank yeah, mags? I think you talked about that. I didn't ever yeah. find them in the woods, but our neighbors across the street uh, with the sheds uh-huh. that I've talked about many times, they just had fucking sheds covered the whole one of the sheds in the middle had just stacks of like the dirtiest porta we magazine and club yeah and we would just sit in there and then you know i would be like oh i gotta go home and take a really long shit (laughs) sorry sorry don't do that and then i would leave and that was what i did well didn't you isn't that didn't you talk about the satanists like you were the satanist kids or you knew well that's true yeah was there porno there too i did we ever take porn in the woods jason I don't think we did. I oh. think when, when, like, I'll, I'll, I'll tell the story. Back in the day when I was a kid, uh, my parents used to be like, "Don't fucking those try or not our parents. Our parents weren't like at, that stupid. Like they were stupid, but they weren't like really stupid. They would say, "Don't go." They, we had the woods, but it was called the trails, and they were like, "Don't, don't go back there and play in the trails. There's devil worshippers back there." And it was like uh, when we were kids, we would ride our bikes back there and be like, shit, I think I heard the devil worshippers and shit like that. And then uh, when we turned, you know, 14, 15, 16, we were always back there drinking and fucking acting like idiots. And then as I got older, I realized, shit, we were the devil worshippers. We were were like the people that the parents were afraid of that were hanging out there. And it was really just a proud tradition of bad kids hanging out in the trails. But there was some eight-year-old that like came over the horizon and saw you and were like, oh my God, devil worshippers. It's the devil teens. They're out on a Friday night. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think it's common everywhere in like a suburban area i moved from the city to the suburbs in eighth grade and we lived near an elementary school and there was woods there and there just so happened to be trails they were just called the trails the tra- did y'all call our, them the trails the trails that's yeah, where that's everybody we went too. and so we actually back there um behind the school there was a b everybody had carved out a bmx track like there was enough Devil's people ditch. kept people kept riding to the point where you could ride through there. There was jumps, there was hills, but there was also a fucking abandoned mattress back there, which we thought devil worshippers did mm. their sacrifices on. They also left behind tons of porno. Yeah. There was like always it was a regular stash spot for some local teens, and we would just go there. Like on our way, there were, so there was also like a pond there that we would fish at. We would spend all day like catching fish or like shooting potato guns at geese and shit like that <laughs> that were in the river. And uh, but they would like refresh in their little the little thing there. So you would like you'd just see like a clamshell case, like a, like they take the VHS home and probably rip the stickers off. So you would just see like the case of this porno that just has like all these explicit scenes on the back. You're like, God damn, I wish I could see that fucking video. Wow. Really? It was really weird. Nice cocksmith there. I, I, I really, part of me is thankful that I'm old and that like, it wasn't so easy to come by when I was a kid. I had like the good, exciting right. experience of like, it was mysterious looking at porno where like kids these days see it when they're fucking eight. And yeah. It's like just a normal thing that they see on the internet. Right. You know, right, right. And, like if you would have had access to it the minute that you wanted it, I know, you know, 
how much different would you have would life have been for you you know yeah uh we got uh one more here uh what would a street fight buddy comedy movie look like Ooh. god i would like it to look like 48 hours like i would just like me and brett to be able to like like i love nick nolte in that movie and i just like the I idea i like movies where they start out with one of the guys in jail and one as a rugged cop which is that's what 48 hours is like a really bummy cop and he gets a guy out of jail to go and solve a crime uh bill and they said bill and ted meets dude where's my car uh i would like bill and ted meets pulp fiction because i want to be cool pulp fiction i just want to be cool you want to be cool okay I be like a cool character that walks in, a in. Suit? well no not just in my regular clothes but like we walk in in slow motion though right like do, 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 do. like the scenes in Reservoir Dogs where they're all walking in slow motion. Yeah, like yeah. I want scenes like that in there too. You right. Know? Yeah. That's the only Tarantino. I don't want you. I don't like. Don't want them using the N word in the Street Fight Buddy comedy or right. f- pictures of feet or any. Well, there'd probably be pictures of feet because the barefoot is legal thing. Yeah. But like, I don't know what it would look like. I would just want it to be cool, and I would want it to be an action movie. I think you want to do an action movie. Wouldn't you? What What would you like this? Cause I, I miss action comedies. Like back when we were kids or back when we were in our twenties and stuff, like you would go see a movie like fucking lethal weapon that was funny. And it was also like an action movie and it wasn't like winking at you. And it wasn't like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, this is, I, it wasn't irony. It was just like these two fucking cops get together. They're partners. They don't really know each other and funny shit. They say funny stuff and funny shit just happens to them. They got good quips. Uh-huh. That's the kind of thing I'd like. To, Cause that's what I want to see more of. You know, I want to see more buddy action movies like a movie where me and you like get involved in some kind of fucking thing and then we have to go to different settings like junkyard fights yeah um yeah uh pineapple express was a good one yes yes that is exactly what i'm talking about just like you just two fucking dudes like me and you are like hanging out and all of a sudden we're in like a situation where people shooting guns at us yeah. and chasing us in a car and fun. all kinds of shit. Like those are the best movies and they don't even really do them anymore. I guess that there's a movie coming out that I keep seeing the trailers for that has Batista in it from uh, the World Wrestling Entertainment and uh, Kumail Nanjiani from Twitter that he does like really bad tweets. It's him. And him and he one Kamel's like an Uber driver, and then Batista is like somebody that uses an Uber to like chase some bad guys. Looking very forward to that movie. Yeah, uh, <laughs> another one that I think is good that I think is a uh, Bottle Rocket. Yes, yes. Which is like the Wilson, Owen Wilson, Luke Wilson, Wes Anderson, very early movie, but they are kind of really. Uh, they're not, they're criminal, they're criminal minded, but a little, a little restricted, a little conservative. Right. And they're not smart and they don't, and like, that would be a key if you were making a street fight, like comedy is that, I mean, I don't like to like go behind what I think we, we would do, but I would say that like, what it has to be is two guys that think they're like the smartest people in the fucking world that are dumb and doing something all wrong. It's basically what I would want. Like it would be like us doing a heist 
and thinking that we have it all figured out and doing it all wrong and then things happen and then boom, you know, but I yeah, think it like a fun. Mr. Bean or Buster Keaton style though, where things work out though, <laughs> like our foibles somehow become uh, uh, like work out in favor, you know? And Brad could do all kinds of Mr. Bean type comedy I would. too. Yeah. Maybe Mr. Bean could play you. I would do eyebrow work. Who would play you? I, I, for me personally, who I would have play me, um, trying to think of who I like Channing Tatum. Probably. Okay. Yeah, sure. Think he has the kind of vibe I have. Yeah. Maybe some, oh. with some prosthetics or something. Are <laughs> no, you prosthetics? He's just, I don't think he needs to change his look very much. <laughs> uh, really? Makeup. He's got like my a makeup same artist. Vibe, me big, that's a big no makeup, makeup artist budget. That's going to be a big makeup artist maybe budget. Maybe because they got to put the beard on him. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's probably have to glue that all in that's eventually. You have to do a lot of shadowing Brett, and texture. and no, he, They're going to have to build out uh, some of the features. <laughs> he's close that, enough. That aren't as, you know, some of your, you know, you have those vague features that people like. Oh. Channing Tatum, a <laughs> little more refined. Okay. And then who would play Brett? Am I very, I, don't I would play Channing Tatum, and then Jim from The Office would me. play Brett. Obviously. So. Jim from The Office. His, I was just insulting like, you. He has like a, to me, he has just like a goofy spaghetti head. Like he's just, <laughs> he's like a, that is. like just spaghetti sticking out of a business shirt. He's just a long ass guy with long head, long face, long nose, long ears, like long. Just I don't. I just don't, a fucking spaghetti head. Yeah, he looks head like head. those things they put out in front of a car dealership when they blow the air up through it and they just yeah, wingle. He does. He does. He plays Jack Ryan though. So okay. Okay. I don't know. Who would play Brett? Um, I don't have anybody. John Bernthal like, is oh, on the yeah, film that's scene. On the film scene. And yeah. John Bernthal is a cool dude. Yeah, that, would, that could work. This is, like, I don't know guys with beards. Really? Yeah. There's but a... we know me. All, Channing Tatum. <laughs> right. For Brian is Channing And Jim Tatum. from The Office starring Street Fight, the buddy comedy. Yes. All right. Well, that's the show. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Listening to what we do. If you want even more content, we have like how many how many bonus shows? How how many long have we been doing the bonus shows? Told- like three years. So I mean, we have every shows. person that you can think of too, from yeah. online. Like all the famous podcasters have done a bonus show. And if you're looking for that Matt Christmas one, Christmas. If you're looking for the Matt Christmas one or the the brace brace show, once you go to Patreon, there is a private feed. You add that to your podcast player. You just go back in history. Go back to the beginning, and you'll see Leslie Lee. You'll see Jack Allison. You'll see Kath. You'll see Rachel. Nick Weiger. Yeah, there's so many bonus shows in there. Just subscribe. Add it to your podcast player. Go into the past. Take an extra minute out of your busy fucking day of avoiding life and uh, find the good content that's on there. We have a whole bunch of it. Uh, there's also video, tons of bonus content. If you can figure it out with your smart TV, we give you a Google Drive file because this is kind of illegal, but we stream a whole TV show, Mystery Science Theater style. We give the commentary of, uh, what do we do? What show? Undercover Boss, uh, uh, Marriage, Marriage Wars. War. Uh, we did some Greg Gutfeld show. The Fire we- Festival. Yeah, we've done a lot of stuff. We're going to maybe try to do a movie before we hit the vacation, too. So you can watch TV with us. Like, what's me and Brian yelling at the TV. Everybody, you know, that watches it loves it. They've got their friends coming over that don't even know who the hell we are that are cracking up uh, along with it. 
get that HDMI cable, hook up your laptop to your TV and uh, watch watch it with us. You can get all that content over at patreon.com slash streetfightradio. We will see you uh, later this month. Peace.